readers and writers. And today we are talking young authors, young book authors. They're writing for young children with Rock Hill, which, you know, James Athena, this is a new venture for you guys, kind of breaking into the, the young readers kind of section. So this is like super exciting. We have a fabulous guest today. We have Greg with us today. So, you know, I, James, what made you want to jump into young readers? It's, it's always about the story. It's always about the story. When people send us their manuscripts and their, their uh, submissions, we always decide not so much on the category or the genre, but on the strength of the story they're sending. And Greg is a accomplished writer. He has uh, several books out already. And for us, it's a new genre, but his story was so, um, intriguing that we decided down that road we shall go <laughs> so Greg tell us a little bit about your story tell us a little bit about who you are and let's get this thing rolling well I was born in Chicago and uh moved out to Lake County Illinois in 73 and that's when I my dad used to have a, a bookshelf of science fiction books and I used to read those things all the time you know, he had Edgar Rice Burroughs and all those. So it, it, I guess it was only natural that I'd started wanting to write stories like I was reading. And so um, then Star Wars came out and that's when I really started. You know, I started writing stories like Star Wars. And when you're a young writer, you imitate and then you go on from there. But then uh, you, you, you learn and you, you grow and you become a better writer. So um I'm uh, very happy and, and glad. I've been doing it ever since. My first book was published in 2001. So I've been doing this a long, long time. And I'm really <laughs> happy that you picked my book. I really feel lucky about it. It, is, right. it is what happens. A lot of the times is actual fan fiction that we write. Yeah. Because we know how to... Um, see things that the original writer didn't see, you know, and you kind of want to go and fix uh, the plot. <laughs> oh, you know, it would have been so much better if it had gone this way. Yeah. That way. You always see alternatives to the story. And that and is actually how many writers begin. And Greg, let me and tell you, I started off there. with Marvel, reading yeah, Marvel, Marvel comic yeah. book back in the day. And I would always try to write the next, uh, the next comic that was coming out in the series, because you know, this series ran, you know, comic after comic after comic. And I sure. would try to always try to guess what the next, uh, what the next installment of that comic line was going to be. And so that's how I became a writer. That's what got me started writing. And I see, you know, you have similar, um, sure. yeah, similar origin. What's the name of your book? Tell, tell the, uh, tell the audience what's the name of your book and what's it about? Okay, it's, it's called Uncle's Whistler's Circus Galaxica, and it's about a, a traveling circus of aliens that travel from planet to planet in the M80 galaxy, and they hit all the, uh, the human colony planets. And then, of course, the, the, the first one, Montvale, is where Speck, young Speck is, and he's the main character of the book. He's a human, and he's having some problems with his father, so he escapes aboard the Circus Galaxica one night to look for his mother. She had left the year before, not knowing that 
I don't know if I want to give away too much. Don't but, give away too much. No, yeah. no. <laughs> we want people to, to buy and read the book. So right. I love the the concept. <laughs> You're it, exactly like, right. I just, so it's I just don't know. I love it. It's just about his adventures aboard the Circus Galactica, meeting the new aliens, and there's a, a racist uh, storyline, you know, kind of with the the humans versus the aliens, and I try to clarify all that and ease it. So the book has everything; it has a lot of things for everybody, I, I believe. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, a lot of people think that you you shouldn't write touchy subjects for children, but that's not so. You should, because right. many children are going through tough times sure. and they need to actually experience a book where it gives them uh, hopefulness. Sure. Um, and the thing is, you shouldn't preach to children mm -hmm. uh, on things, but you should let them find the uh, the moral and the the alternatives to to life by themselves and children enjoy that when yes. they figure out things all by themselves correct you're absolutely right and this this was an important book to write because of that because i've seen the past few years things devolving in our country you know race wise and i just wanted to clarify some things and bring some hope that the book is an overall optimistic book yes. even though there are bad things in it but yeah. uh I really think it's an important book, so. Yes. Yeah, great. What kind of special consideration do you give for, for, I wouldn't say children, but let's say young people, because I don't really see your book as a book for a child, let's say seven or eight, nine years old, but I do see it for a younger person of 12, 13, 14, like that. So what kind of, how do you kind of like decide on the age group that you're going to be, that will be, exposed to this book and that's good for them well the, you're you're absolutely right the um the book is meant for early teens pre-teens um and i think at that point children are open and receptive to the ideas of other people and when when you write something like i wrote with uncle Zwizzler, they can uh, just you know identify themselves with what they're reading and uh I think it, it really was effective. I, I did, you're right, I didn't wanna preach and overdo stuff. So that's why you get such a, a low tone on everything there, but everyone is, is included. I wanted to make sure everyone is included. Doesn't matter what color you are, you know, what race you are. So that, that's one of the, the, the thing, considerations that I brought up when I was writing it. So yeah, your your point of view in your book is very nice because you wrote it uh, away from an adult point of view because yes. we tend to become very retrospective while we're living through something and then we become we think a lot. Uh, we start weighing in on everything that happens around us. We, as a child, a uh, younger person has an immediate reaction to something. And these reactions were right. Fear, um, you know, humor, or all those things happened immediately with him. And that is what it makes it so real that he was going through this himself, not we going through it. So that was, uh, I really appreciated the, the point of view that you used in the story. But I also go from 
from character to character with their point of views with each chapter. Yeah. So you get their insight brought into what, what Speck is learning as he grows up. Yes. So I thought that was very important to do, not just keep it one person, one point of view. I wanted other points of view to be brought in, to be inclusive. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was very good because since each of the aliens came from a completely different type of uh, background, exactly, and they were all, and they weren't all in the circus for the same reason. And as you, as you know, how circuses are here on Earth, and how circuses have evolved here, there are these types of uh, backgrounds that people have kind of like associated with the circus, uh, like they're running away from something, they're hiding from this or you know, this kind of thing. And as you described your circus, so many people did not, wasn't running away from anything. They were out to explore the galaxy. They were out to explore uh, different peoples, different different settings. And some of them, and, and there's always that idea that a, a circus is kind of like a fake world. Yeah. And in that, you know, like, P.T. Barnum said, there's a sucker born every day, you know? <laughs> so in a circuit, yep. what looks to be dangerous or what looks to be, is well worked out. There's very little danger involved in the actual performance of the, of the act. Mm -hmm. But to the crowd, to the people, there was this danger or there was this, this person that they perceived one way, but in reality, that, that character was completely different. And I love the way you brought that out. In, in, the, in the story. I appreciate that, sir. It means a lot to me because that's what I was trying to do and convey, you know, the other points of view. So I really appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, and the age was right. You, you did pick the right age because it's a young uh, person who's about to enter the world. And as we know, whatever is fed in is what's going to come out later exactly. on in life because right. we're always influenced by what uh, our background is. And this way, you can imagine that one day Speck is going to be a very interesting man yeah. because of the experiences he's had and the support that he eventually finds uh, in his life with all these very diverse um, he, he will be a type of a scientist, an explorer, or anybody like that, uh, who is kind, uh, compassionate, understanding. You can just see it. That is the type of man this boy will eventually be because of the world he's growing up in. You're absolutely right. And the question I had for starting a second book, I have a second book in mind, is should I keep him 13? Should I keep him 14? Should I make him 20? You know, I have all these questions before I start writing the second book. So, I mean, I have to keep all that in mind, like you said. So you're, you're absolutely right. Well, let me tell you something, because I went to the circus every year. Well, in New York, the Bottom and Bailey Circus used to come around usually once or twice a year, you know. We went to the Shrine Circus, so every okay. year. And uh, every time in, like, when I was, like, 10, 11, 12 years old, and we would come back from the circus, and we would always do some dangerous stuff around <laughs> what we've seen in the circus, you know, it's the trapeze artists, the knife oh, throwing no. stuff, you know, all these <laughs> dangerous things. And we all wanted to be some sort of circus performer. So me and my brothers, I grew up with my two brothers, 
And uh, we would always have this idea once we came back from the circus of, ooh, let's try that. And so <laughs> if you want to keep them at that same age, yes, that would work very well. But you could also make them older, like if he grew up and took over the circus. Yeah. That's the ultimate plan. Master. You're right. Yeah. That he does that ultimately take over the circus. But my my question is, how long should it be till he does that? What how how old should he be? You know, so I've got all these questions I have to answer before I start it. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave that to you. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry. I'll leave <laughs> that to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited to read it. So believe it or not, you guys, I have actually never been to a circus. I wow. The, I know, I know. I <laughs> what, only have what a the like, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I only have the like movie, the way that the movies kind of depicted uh, a circus. You know, so I do I do have a silly question, but do they really have like the red and white, you know, like big tent and like you go in the tent? Because that would be so much fun for me. <laughs> I just, I love that. I've never been in a circus like that. Oh, you know, but I uh, was, was in Madison Square Garden, so no, there was no tent. And even <laughs> out here in Virginia, when they did have the circus come too, because, you know, the circus kind of like stopped now. It was in another arena too, so. No, I have yeah. never been in the circus in a big tent. Yeah, yeah me neither. They have lied to me. In a circus in a big tent. And okay, let me tell you, I am, uh, I like circus and I don't like circus. Yeah. I like any circus where the humans are the performers. I don't right. like circuses with animals. Right. Me neither. Right. Me neither. I love exploited. circuses with animals, okay? No. I like to see the I elephants and the lions and the tigers <laughs> and oh wow. <laughs> yeah man i'm gonna have i need to look up i'm gonna have to go like i know that i sound super lame because i've never been to one but i mean now my my hopes and dreams are crushed because it doesn't have you know the big red and white <laughs> you know like you know, i feel like you get the full experience with a circus man but no i mean this was such a great conversation and i was just rolling with it i didn't you know i couldn't really give give much feedback because I just love listening to you talk Greg and then about your book and everything and I'm just so excited to read it I think this is an amazing concept and I just I didn't I love it I love the whole like purpose behind it and the creativity and everything so I cannot wait to read your book but you guys this has been a fantastic season one I'm so excited that I got to be here with you guys James Athena Greg I love it. And you know what? I cannot wait for season two of Readers and Writers. So you guys go and follow Rock Hill Publishing on Facebook, everywhere that they are, because we're going to be announcing when season two is starting. So until then, enjoy your summer. This is going to be just fantastic. Get out there, go do fun stuff, but we are, cannot wait to bring you season two. So until we start season two, we'll see you then. Thank you.